world where nostalgia and wonder abound. Folks flock together, admiring the mighty, the marvelous, the super. Have you pondered how to begin your wanderings of the nerd realms? Well, hot dame. Welcome to the Dame Patrol. Your vigilant Mrs. Three are here delivering the news, cues, and reviews from across the geek world. Get a move on, gals. Your vigil has begun. Welcome back, you guys. Thank you so much to Mar Fritz for doing our awesome coffee. It is so sick. It's dame-tastic. Oh, I love it. I am Amy Nunag. I'm not your hostess with most. Listen to my... I'm going to go to the left. Ooh, to the left, to the left. <laughs> we don't have anything to own in the box to the left, but there's pizza to the right. Who be me? I be Herminia, but you guys can call me Minnie. I am one of your dames, your hostesses, and across from me, next to the lovely pizza, is Stephanie. Yay, I like this. Okay, so before we start this, we um, need to give a shout out to our sponsors, to our, I don't know, how, how do you like to phrase this? Um, I mean, this is the Dame Den for sure. Holla. Holla indeed. Uh, but, I mean, here at Empire's Comics Vault, run by my crazy Uncle Ben, of course, you don't need to look on the internet in case Ralph wrecked your internet. <laughs> yes, you don't need to look on the internet in case Ralph happened to wreck your internet connection down at 1120 Fulton Avenue. Sweet K. Mm, sweet K. Empire's Comics Vault is our home away from home, our dame den. We've got comics, we've got action figures, we've got packs. We might have a Funko fiend or two in the house. Thank you, Ben. I'm sorry, I'm reaching for things and getting awkward. It's great. So, yeah, we got our super sick sponsor. And um, we should talk before we even do this. Spoilers. Spoilers. If I had a button, I would... Dun, dun, spoilers. <laughs> Did we just see that? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm okay with that. Unlike John Cena, you can see the spoilers that are going to be in this podcast. Uh, and with saying that, now that we've said spoilers are about to happen, I think it's very fair to say if you're planning on seeing this, um, what, what, what are we? What are we seeing? What do uh, we see? We are see. Uh, if you're planning on seeing Wreck It Ralph two, Ralph breaks the internet. Yeah. Uh, you should be aware that if you maybe are afraid of bees or wasp or you have little ones who are maybe easily frightened um there is a scene where ralph is doing an unboxing video and it look and it's little uh characters from the cute pancake and milkshake game and he's about to open it and you think no maybe that goes into the short no 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 bees my friend Live Sesa action bees. bees. Mm-hmm. Um, not a jar of bees. They are live action bees. They're live yeah. action bees. Not animated cute bees. They are bees. Whoa. So uh, when you hear, so look away when he starts shaking the box, and then uh, you can look back up when Yes starts talking. All the bees' knees. Mm-hmm. So, of course, as Miss Stephanie said, we are going to be talking about Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet. This is such a fantastic film. We actually felt we needed to devote an entire episode to it because we're so dang excited. We just cannot hide it. I would lose control, but I think I would like it. So, <laughs> um, Should we do a quick rundown? 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So six years after the saving the arcade from the cybug attacks and from Turbo's revenge, the story leaves Litwax Video Arcade behind, venturing into the uncharted, expansive, and thrilling world of the internet. Ooh. Ooh. Which may or may not survive Ralph's wrecking. Video game bad guy Ralph and fellow misfit Vanellope Von Schweetz must risk it all by traveling to the World Wide Web in search of a replacement part to save Vanellope's video game Sugar Rush. Oh, so we have a joke for that, but we'll do that later. <laughs> in way over their heads, Ralph and Vanellope rely on the citizens of the internet, the netizens, if you will, to help navigate their way, including a website entrepreneur named Yes, who is the head algorithm and the heart and soul of the trend-making site BuzzTube and our glorious, glorious goddess, Shank. I don't even know how to describe her besides she's the glorious she's, goddess. Uh, of... She's Gail Godot reprising her role from Fast, Fast and, and the Furious. Furious. Oh. <laughs> in in the glory that is Slaughter Race. Oh my gosh. And knows more. I like Okay, we're gonna get excited. Yeah. So we should we're probably get into this. We're gonna get into this. So we should talk about our casting. First off, of course, is Ralph, which is I almost John said, C. Riley. <laughs> reprising that role. Yes. Mm-hmm. We've got we already talked about I'm I'm sorry, Vanellope, which is Sarah Silverman. I just was gonna skip over and be like Shank, 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 <laughs> Shank, 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 Shank. Which is oh gal. Oh my gosh, my gosh, I'm sorry. I got so excited. Your wife and mine. Yes, Shank. Shank. <laughs> Shank you very much. Oh, golly gee ballers. Um, We've also got... Taraj P. Hinson as yes. Yes. Oh, she's fantastic. We've got Jack McBrayer, uh, or Briar. McBrayer. Yeah, as uh, Fix-It Felix. Jane Lynch's Calhoun. I mm-hmm. loved her. Uh, Alan Tudyk as Nosemore, which is great from the flip mm-hmm. because he was King Candy in the first one, so yep. it was nice to see him pop back uh, in. Yeah, Alan Tudyk doing his required one Disney role per movie. <laughs> Easily. We've got uh, Alfred Molina, who's one of my favorite, as Double Dan. Ed O'Neill as Mr. Litwack. And then we get a whole bunch of other people that come through. Um, we also have a lot of internet celebrities that mm-hmm. seem to reprise and or pop up as themselves mm-hmm. so uh, we also have uh, mindy kaling in there as taffeta morton fudge <laughs> <laughs> we gotta one day just run down everybody's name oh, yeah, francis sure. fludger butter can we talk about candlehead <laughs> Candlehead. I like Swizzle Malarkey personally. Oh, Swizzle Mal- <laughs> That is a handle. Somebody get on that. I need some Swizzle Malarkey in my life. And of course, reprising all of the roles except for Cinderella, Aurora, and Sleeping Beauty. Or Snow White. Yeah, Cinderella, Aurora, yeah. And, and Snow White are all the original princesses. Yes. Yes. Oh, they all did so well. Everything sounded so beautiful. So good. Also, I just, I was super excited to hear Kelly McDonald scare everybody. Because I love Kelly McDonald. With her Oh, (laughs) Kelly McDonald, I love you. Which actually isn't that heavy, really, if you... Listen. If you listen, yeah, yeah, if you're used to, like, listening to podcasts on your audio device or, you know, just listening to things in general, like, while you're cooking, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think half of the jarring factor is, like, her motions while she's doing it. Yeah. It's the bounce of that hair. Yep. That hair that took so long for them to fix and create. <laughs> and I'm just like, I love you. All that hair. All right. So let's do initial thoughts. Steph, do you want to? Stephanie. Steph, Steph. Stephanie. Oh, Yeah. Uh, I was uh, I was definitely really excited for this movie, but I wanted to curb my expectations because uh, I don't want to ever like ramp myself up so high that it will never you know meet those expectations. But I really really liked it. I think that they handled the subject matter of what they chose to go with, which mm-hmm. was kind of more complex themes than I thought it was going to cover. More of like 
when you and your friend are drifting apart in life, not necessarily your friendship, but like life is pulling you in separate directions and how to handle that in a very adult way, which I thought was a beautiful, beautiful lesson. Um, and I just, it's also beautiful. It's definitely, uh, if you're one, if you're scared and scarred by the emoji movie, Disney did better than the emoji movie. I you never don't, saw it. Yeah. So much better than the emoji movie. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about that. So Hair helped me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, don't. So yeah, it's very, very good. I liked it a lot. Um, I also loved it a lot. Um, I don't know if you dear listeners know. I know my fellow dames know, but I am pretty uh, covered with tattoos, and the places that are not covered with tattoos are real estate for already pre-planned tattoos. And Wreck-It Ralph, I love this plan. (laughs) (laughs) Wreck-It Ralph uh, has a couple of spaces on uh, me. I definitely want to get the Bad Guys Creed uh, on me Mm -hmm. because that first movie definitely left a big impression on me. I cry every time I see it, Um, and not just now. uh, Not yeah, not just like the go kart part, but like the actual part at the end when he's like sacrificing himself to save Sugar Rush um, because he finally loves himself he understands himself um and i i always found that very profound and this movie definitely expands upon that it's handles it better than any live action movie Mm -hmm. or series with like teenagers and adults way better it handles it way better and way more naturally Mm -hmm. in an actual realistic conclusion to it uh that being said i don't necessarily relate to this conclusion not necessarily in a bad way because i guess i didn't have a lot of the issues that ralph continued to have unfortunately um but it's something that definitely needed to be explored and i love that it was and it's done very very well well i'm sure we'll dive into it more oh yeah um so me personally i think the first one was a little stronger emotionally Mm -hmm. it gave you the one-two punch this one gives you like the one and like the little face slap, <laughs> but it's good. It's a good little face slap. It's an eye opener for sure. Oh yeah. You can definitely mm-hmm. tell that they had handlers on this and they consulted the YouTube personalities oh, mm-hmm. yeah. for how the internet actually is. The memes, uh, how did like you YouTube slash BuzzTube stuff, mm-hmm. all of that stuff is very realistic. And also kind of the gaming stuff as well, yeah. like especially uh, with, all the side jobs that Vanellope and Ralph go into, <laughs> like the ridiculousness of that. That the is a thing. Yeah, the, the very CSGO of it all. Um, so yeah, I loved it. I would definitely give it a solid 8 out of 10. Ooh. We gotta do we gotta do some ratings for the end, but I'm, I will keep I will keep your eight out of ten in the mm-hmm, pocket. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for me, I was apprehensive because the first one was so spectacularly mm-hmm. done. It helped me a lot in my journey and acceptance of who I am. So when we start talking about the the bad guys creed, and I just it it hits such a soft spot, and it's just it's it it's the culmination of years of understanding that everybody sees you one way and you coming to a point and you go, that's not me. So Wreck-It Ralph, the first one, always breaks me. Also, I always get to say, I'm a little homeless lady. <laughs> like, it's one of the really ridiculous one-liners I picked up. So this one, I was a little apprehensive um, upon hearing from you ladies, which we'll talk about it in a little bit, the D20, what you guys got to see at D23, the experience of that. I was excited, but I didn't want to get my hopes up too much. So I was mm-hmm. very much like Stephanie. Um, and then coming into it, oh my gosh. Like it, it was too much. Too, yeah. It was so, yeah. it was so well done. It was too much. Um, there are so many Easter eggs. There's so many, like you can, 
I'm 10 to 1 I'm going to end up doing what, you know, I'm going to drop the the Detective Pikachu when we looked at the, the poster, but I'm going to have to go frame by frame to see when they're in the internet, all the different jokes, all the different companies, everybody that took the opportunity to put themselves in there. And this felt good. I agree that the end was a little bit, not ham-fisted, but it felt kind of like they were like, ah, like gently forcing it up to the level, like yeah. you're, you're dying and they put it on the, the ledge and they scooched it just far enough mm. to save the baby kitten and they died. Yep. <laughs> um, so it there it was good it was good and bad there's so much to talk about it so let's dive right into it so the first one um and i know i literally when we're looking at the notes i brought it up a whole bunch but self-care mental health self and self-satisfaction so they Mm -hmm. took the pit of what wreck it ralph won their ending beat of that yes Mm -hmm. they ran with that whereas in wreck it ralph won ralph had to realize it's okay that i'm a bad guy it's okay for me to be who i am if one person likes me and sees me for who I am, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I can continue going. That's okay. I don't have to be a hero. I don't have to be labeled a hero. If I'm a hero in this one person's eyes, that's great. And it's a really good story. Yes. But. but, but that's a big old booty. That's a big old booty. That's some J-Lo in the 1990s. Hey, yo. <laughs> Are we getting Nicki Minaj size or are we staying with J-Lo? J-Lo's I think, I think J-Lo right now. She's more natural. She's more natural, yeah. Yeah, okay. But so nothing got... on Nicki. I love Nicki. Oh, God, no. Um, But... You know, if you stay with that mentality too long, and we've seen this is six years after, mm-hmm. Ralph's been, like, kind of just sautéing in that. He's been constantly just sitting in, one person likes me, that's all I need. One person likes me, that's all I need. And you hyper-focus on that. Mm-hmm. You take away from how you should be feeling yourself, what mm-hmm. you actually want in the long run. And that's really, really unhealthy. That's not self-satisfaction. That's subservient in a way to another person oh yeah mm-hmm. what about you buddy um no i think that's a really good point it's like you can't derive all your happiness and your me i guess emotional needs from one person because it's not fair to you or the other person and another thing i do like if i may skip towards more the end of the movie oh yeah yeah, yeah uh, is that they deal with the fact that like once he and benelope like she's gone off to do to find her happiness and do it someplace else and they're still friends but you see ralph is actually like hanging out with a lot of the people that tried to reach out to him in wreck it ralph one. Oh yeah so like he's hanging out more with like zangief and like uh calhoun and felix and so it's kind of really nice to kind of see a bunch of those things that were threads in the first movie kind of come together yeah and- I, oh i can totally agree with that i mean so when we talk about this is this is no longer the first movie gave such great platform but as many said, it's six years after and he has stalled his growth and his 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 general just his happiness in trying to constantly make Penelope happy in his fear of losing her. He became so, so overwhelmingly lost in pleasing her that he doesn't know what he wants. And so when he comes up against Penelope saying, you know, I'm do you ever wonder if there's something more? Which is just that truly is an honest question. It's a question mm-hmm. of somebody searching. It scares him to the point of he becomes aggressively needy. And then you suddenly see that his insecurities have always been there and he never dealt with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it kind of almost got like a, a Band-Aid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a Laffy Taffy was slapped on his wound. And that was a <laughs> Band-Aid for six years. Yeah. And he hung out. And, and, and just like you said, Stephanie, he had all these people that were reaching out to him consistently. Mm-hmm. And to think that 
now the Nicelanders were being a little more friendly and they he wasn't as he didn't have to stay in the bricks but mm-hmm. he focused so he hyper focused on Vanellope so much I can tell and you can kind of see that they're happy but you can also see how she's slowly backing off because it's so much mm-hmm. yeah that definitely happens very much in the beginning of the movie where mm-hmm. you see their day-to-days once they end their day at the arcade they can do whatever they want in all the other games so they go and mess around in other games they go to tappers and have root beer and then they go uh to the Nicelanders apartments and sit on the top of the apartment complex and watch the rest of the arcade outside of the glass and that's all they do every single day for six years and ralph loves it because he has 30 years 30 25 to 30 years of people not talking to him so Mm -hmm. he loves this oh yeah Mm -hmm. vanellope though has been plugged in and is now finally able to you know go about and not be stuck in sugar rush like she was the first game and that kind of gets boring after a while. Yeah. yeah. And she brings it up that she's every track has been a, she knows every shortcut, every track has been unlocked. She just wants something else. And it's not, it's not negative. She's not mm-hmm. going, I want to leave you, Ralph, and run away. And she brings it up mm-hmm. in, the clima- in the climax of the movie that he wasn't, she didn't want to leave him. She didn't want to stop being his friend. He was just acting like a bad friend because he spirals out of control. Mm-hmm. And he gets to such an insane part that you can't help but wonder what's going on and why he hasn't sought out Felix and Calhoun who are living essentially in a very healthy relationship which does not get enough screen time no not at all they are very much a good representation of love and unfortunately Ralph on the flip side is very much that what we do in the name of love thing (sighs) and it's beautiful and rolls off the tongue but it becomes very much a cinema trope in yes. a very bad way and, and unfortunately affects a lot of people in their relationships personally mm-hmm. oh, yeah. because life represents art and we are a culture that definitely takes in art and movies and media and seeing Ralph constantly just go further and further and further for Vanellope and not think about his feelings definitely affected him to the point to where I was constantly wondering at the beginning of this movie who was going to be the bad guy yeah. where's the villain where's our King Candy where's like <sighs> Dude, I didn't even think of that. Where's our Taka? Where's, like, something? And it turns out that it's Ralph's insecurities that eventually he gets really scared when Vanellope finds that she loves Slaughter Race and she's got a really good connection with my wife, Shank. (laughs) And she wants to learn more about the internet and, like, really be in this new place that's not like Sugar Rush. And he becomes a virus on the internet. And yeah. I noticed it as a King Kong reference. Oh, yeah. Which is so really, really good. cool. There's so many Easter eggs. We're going to get that. There's so many Easter eggs in it. But they actually call his virus. I look when I was doing some research for stuff we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. They call his virus Kling Kong. Oh, oh, shoot. Because he gets so clingy. And not because he's trying to do it, but because he's clinging on to the one vestibule of love that he thinks that he can understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we also see when he does turn into the virus and he becomes essentially a King Kong figure, which they do mm-hmm. the entire climbing up the tallest building and the swatting at the airplane. He is made up of ti- a whole bunch of tiny hymns and they're all reaching out. Mm-hmm. And I talked, it was so, it, first off, it's creepy. It's, it's very creepy. It, <laughs> it is unsettling. I I like bugs. We had this talk late earlier. Yes. I like bugs. <laughs> 
But any type of where it suddenly looks like a whole bunch of things that are trying to get over the top of each other, you see a zombie infest, uh, zombie invasion and infestation. Anything that's crawling over the top of him. Oh, yeah. Yes. And oh. he's yelling, friend. Yeah. But when he forms, when they all join together to form the head. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> gosh, sorry. I really don't want to watch Voltron. Um, <laughs> he, they're climbing and reaching out. And that was the one thing in the shot. Even when they're all moving, they're all moving with one arm forward, reaching out for something. Mm-hmm. And so... You see how he's just in in the name of love. He is destroyed himself to make someone else happy, and she's and and Vanellope's torn because she sees what he's going through. She sees the gesture, but also she realizes that this isn't healthy for anybody. And kudos to Vanellope for being like, "Whoa, bro, this ain't healthy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we need to check this and check it now." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and I, I will say it's another cool thing that they did with it. So we say that he becomes the virus, but it's more of this virus sees his insecurity and copies it to the point where all these other things become him. So he gets to see the manifestation of his insecurity as this giant, unsettling creature. So unsettling. Yeah, it's a very unsettling thing. So it's kind of cool to see. So he's not like the virus and Vanellope has to talk him down. It's him and Vanellope trying to go up against his own insecurity and then him realizing that the only person that can solve his insecurity is himself. Which is which is great because we also see that now he's gotten to the point of internet fame. He's done all of these things to push himself to be Vanellope's ultimate satisfaction and he has to talk himself down, mm-hmm. which is the great line. And I love, thank you, Alan Tudyk. I love you, bro. For being knows more, and he goes. I he asks about. He gives an official query to knows more, who is the search, the egghead at the search bar, and he gives two options. It's mm-hmm. either you put all the clones in therapy, or you drive them to the antivirus gate and have Vanellope mm-hmm. go through the gate, and they'll kill him. But it doesn't solve the problem at its root. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. in a way, because of what he's done to create this, the connection so that they can get the wheel. Um, he actually does put all the clones in therapy in yeah. like a tiny baby version of it. Which isn't, I was like, yay! I'm like, you still need clinical help, but this is great, buddy! <laughs> yeah. Recognition! Step one. Step <laughs> one. I think another really like healthy step is a pop-up ad that they become friends with, J.P. Spamly. Spamly, Spam- yes. That was and someone. Gordon! Yeah, J.P. Spamly. Gordon Weird. And Gordon, low weirdo that he is. But J.P. Spamly, when he realizes that Ralph's kind of coming undone with Vanellope wanting to do her own thing and he he wants to like be there and he wants to like send her back to the arcade with him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want her to leave him. He JP's family realizes that this is clearly going wrong. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And Ralph's like, oh I have to go after Vanellope after they've had a fight. And I just need to talk her, I need to talk to her. I need to like talk her out of this. And JP's family very interestingly and in such a cool way he he sounds really cool but he even though he's just a pop-up and he gets we see him get blocked by ad walkers which is great (laughs) but he says no you don't need to white knight her and that was very cool that they chose to put in there do not white knight her Mm -hmm. because he's kind of right he sees that she is correct in feeling upset by how much you're crowding her right now oh yeah and that was very profound from this like greasy little (laughs) pop-up being like buddy no yeah spamly is like a really good ally of theirs actually like he i thought he was gonna be like 
the guy that like gets them into trouble and leads them into things but no it's just their adventures lead them into trouble and he's like helping them to the best of his ability <laughs> to be fair he did take ralph to the dark net yes he but, but but ralph <laughs> asked to band. go <laughs> and he somewhere and his little brother yeah and his little brother and his little brother <laughs> oh my oh, gosh dear. oh my gosh i mean and that's also at this point, he's reached the pinnacle of his internet fame. So mm-hmm. if we want to even start that, we've got Yes, which was fan. So oh. Buzz, Buzz to first off, Yes was one of my absolute favorite. She favorites. was so glamorous. Her, oh. her, how many costumes? I didn't even count. Oh, how many every costumes? scene she was in was a different oh, outfit. And it's it great, packed. too, because there's a scene where she's on stage and the camera really doesn't cut too much. So we get to see, like, all her little people that are, like, the algorithm helpers spreading the video on like instagram and stuff like that basically leading back to the video um and we see that and then she's taking them somewhere else and her outfits completely changed from the scene where she was on stage to when she's walking with them so it's pretty much anytime the camera cutaways from her and goes back to her she's in something else she was fantastic about shank initially sends vanellope and ralph to yes because She's like, we're going to put you on the internet. We're going to make you internet famous so that you can get the money to buy the wheel so you can go home. Shang's just doing the straight solid. Also, mm-hmm. that stinking spin turn hair went. Oh, the two fingers salute. The two fingers yeah. salute. Oh, so yep. good. Your so, wife and mine. Uh, the shank. <laughs> the sh- oh, very much. Oh, mm-hmm. As we like to say around here, shank you. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh. So yeah, we've got Yes there and she oversaturates the market and she does what we've seen so consistently for YouTubers, for anybody that's trying to get a foothold. She uses Ralph to just like everything. It's the the pepper, the the hot pepper challenge. It's the the um the make oh the cat eye was great oh yes so if you've ever if you've seen like bucky barnes winter soldier where he has just has like that black <laughs> all around his that eyes was the bucky barnes reference it's the bucky Barnes. yeah it's basically that it. so it's like oh it's a perfect cat eye but it's just literally black all around the eye and then there's another one where ralph is uh Bob Ross and oh, the happy little trees the happy little trees and that's also where the unboxing bees video comes in and uh, we haven't really talked about why they're doing this. Yeah, I was just going to yes. bring that up. Yeah, go for it. So Ralph and, yes, and Shank uh, get Ralph on the internet, try to make him uh, meme and video famous because he needs money into his Buzz account. Yep. Because he and Vanellope went to the eBay following <laughs> that their e-boy and decide to find uh, the piece to fix Vanellope's console because her console has gone down in the arcade. Unfortunately, she went a little turbo, bucked against the player, and the player thought that she had to autocorrect on her handle and broke the steering wheel. But it's six years old, and it was probably a small company that did Chicken Rush, and they are now kaput. And so the one place to find a replacement part is on eBay. And Ralph and Vanellope, being Ralph and Vanellope, think that it's a game. I have to say the highest number, and I win this controller and they kept going higher and higher and higher and higher and so a controller that was listed for two hundred dollars went to like thirty thousand twenty seven and a dollar twenty seven thousand yeah. and a dollar yeah uh, yep. so ralph thanks to shank starting his viral fame decides that he needs to do as many viral videos as possible right. and he becomes yes's baby and saturates the market with all of his ridiculous and lovely videos uh, to try and get money to buy this 
console part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because basically the ads generate revenue, or basically the hearts in this. They don't explain, like, monetization of videos. But hearts. Uh, but, but hearts. So basically the more people see it, the more money you get. And so they make a ton of videos in all these popular categories, and people just think they're, like, really weird and enjoy them. It's like basically a 15-minute viral internet meme thing, yeah, it but was, a lot. <laughs> and it, it was very good at, at showing the quick rise and the quick fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we get to... We get to there's there's little baby molehills for her for climaxes and in this section when we get to he starts falling and she's like no you don't have enough hearts you're not gonna like you're not gonna make it and gosh yes it was so good somebody get me it in here oh I love her um we get to that point where he realizes people are no longer interested in his videos and mm-hmm. even though he needs the money to save his friend they're watching cats turning around and chasing their tail and so it was very it. They did a great job of combining BuzzFeed and YouTube to create BuzzTube because essentially it's exactly what's happening. It's mm-hmm. every it's not just the clickbait, but it's like this is what we do. Even when you get you get sucked into a YouTube hole, you're gonna click every dang button. It's mm-hmm. gonna be terrible. But so you see the rise and fall, and he manually turns what people are watching to suck up all the hearts. Mm-hmm. And you see people are you see it flashes to the real world and there's somebody that goes to like or heart the cat video and it's suddenly his and he's like, What the heck? And then from there, he ends up going into the comment section. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he, which are, so we were in a, like a very early showing when it pre-released mm-hmm. on uh, Tuesday before Thanksgiving. And everyone in that theater went, no. no. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> and it was a large theater. Yeah. It was packed. And everybody's just like, no. no. And it was very like, why are you up? Yeah. Yep. And they touched on it. They didn't. I like what you said, Ben. You said that they didn't follow through with this topic. And and uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, they they definitely set it up to very much be a cyberbullying, uh, kind of anti-cyberbullying to see the effects of cyberbullying in a very cool way. And unfortunately, they sort of start the addressing to where Ralph walks into the comment section, and it's basically set up like a bunch of giant monitors. So you can see a bunch of comments and things popping up. And at first he sees like, wow, Wreck-It Ralph's really cool. This sends me back to the day I used to play it all the time and very fun stuff. But unfortunately, then he starts seeing things like negative, like, oh, he's fat. Oh, he's ugly. Things that are very easily recognizable in most comment sections. And he's very heartbroken by that. He doesn't understand why these people are saying these things about him. He already has 25 years worth of self-worth issues. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's quickly eating him. And Yes comes in super excited because he got all his hearts that he needed. But she realizes that he's reading the comments. And she says, you know, I should have told you. The first rule of the the internet. The first rule of the internet. Mm -hmm. Do not read the comments. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because comments are not just shouting into a void. Someone's on the other side of that glass reading those comments. Mm-hmm. And they address it and they they set that up. And she tells him that, yeah, you know, it happens and people say negative stuff, but you have to just move on from it. You don't pay attention to it. You go do your own journey. And then she tells him, you made it. You have more than enough, you know, hearts to get this steering wheel. But then he hyper-focuses immediately onto Vanellope and kind of pushes how he was feeling and what she said very quickly to the wayside and then it never comes up yeah like his self-worth issues come up with the Queen Kong and the virus 
but they never talk about that ever again. Mm-hmm. It seems like a very missed beat. Oh, yeah. yeah, it seems like there's a missing scene where him and Yes were supposed to have another scene or someone and him were supposed to have another scene that kind of built more on that, but it never mm. came out. Yeah, it almost felt like at the end of the film, uh, we'll talk about it more, but at the end of the film, he's kind of like talking on like his video phone to Vanellope and then she hung, she hangs up and he's got to go to work. But it almost felt like he should have gotten a phone call from like, yes, oh, yeah. just or someone else from the internet to like show that he was still connected, that he was still connected oh, yeah. to someone else. Yeah. And it, it didn't happen. So it was very, it was a very odd beat for them to leave in the film and not follow through with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a good, like, it was a good tap, but it wasn't, it wasn't like the whack-a-mole. I needed them to whack it. Yeah. Like not just be like a tap. Okay. It's stuck. Next one. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was one of those missed beats, but one of the greatest, I think, and I think we can, we can all agree on this. <laughs> one of the, the highlights, the pinnacle was not just the, Oh my Disney fan site, which had so many flippity oh, yeah. flapping Easter eggs. <laughs> we will tap that, but we uh, need to talk about our princesses sans them dresses. Oh, uh, the princesses are here. Oh, uh, so good. Stephanie, so you want to tap cool. that? Oh goodness. Where to start? Uh, well, first of all, that website, is crazier than I was anticipating because there's like some 2D animation characters running around. Oh, yeah. uh, there was uh, just like all the quizzes. They personified it in a really cool way. And just then you finally get to the chase. Like basically the stormtroopers are acting as like the antivirus slash pop-up blockers and they're mm. chasing Vanellope through. So you get even more Easter eggs as she's like zipping through. And then she goes into the princess room and it's amazing, especially because, well, I mean, you've probably seen a lot of the lead up to that, but there is more than what you see in the trailers, which so is really more. great. Uh, so if you're thinking like, oh, I've seen all the princess stuff, that's all there is, you are wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so much. You have a lot to be excited for. <laughs> yeah. Of course, it's great that they are so self-aware of their like meta commentary it's fantastic (laughs) that and i love that disney has been doing this in the past few years where they're very self-aware of the stuff and the tropes that they've done in the past and even recently that they tend to poke fun at themselves Mm -hmm. so it was great that they had all of the princesses themselves asking these questions of you know were you kidnapped or enslaved were you poisoned then i must assume that you've sold your voice to a sea witch to get legs no oh my god who would do that (laughs) yeah and it's crazy stuff like that and it's very cool that they're super self-aware and then we get them kind of getting the relaxed vibe of vanellope and of just people in general oh yeah and that was very fun to see them be laid back and just be themselves without all of those tropes and the princessiness on them oh yeah i thought it was hilarious that when they get to to sweatshirt and shirt wear we don't even we will we will talk about ariel mm-hmm. unto herself praise be praise be jody benson praise, praise the jody but when they're sitting there and they're in that group and there's like a box of popcorn but tiana is drinking what appears to be a very disney-esque main now main street it's a main street disneyland yes mm-hmm. but it looks like a starbucks it looks like she's yeah. drinking a frappuccino and then you go to different sections and there's, um, in the background, there's beignets sitting on a table and then there's cookies sitting mm-hmm. on a table. And all these princes are just literally, they're just, they're, they're more humanized than they ever were. And I loved it because, first off, Tiana's hair was just... It was uh, glorious. They did a great job. <laughs> it was so beautiful. Like, 
they gave everybody an opportunity to go, these are your princesses. There's nothing changed about who they are inside. We are letting them breathe outside of them in swish, swish dresses. And mm-hmm. I'm like, thank you. This is what happens when you untie the corsets and they yeah. can breathe. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> we're comfy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then, yeah, Jodi Benson, her shirt. So we had Moana's shirt said hashtag shiny. Mm-hmm. And then Elsa, uh, she's Queen Elsa. She's yeah. Queen Elsa, yeah, technically. So technically, that's but she's part of the product Disney lineup yeah. for princesses. Uh, so, so in case anyone's ever been like, "Oh, that person's not a princess," or like, "Why are they there?" Disney has stated a while ago because a lot of people are like, "Why is Mulan there?" Uh, basically, she princess, bro. Princesses mm-hmm. are characters who are either a princesses or b really monumental to Disney animation history. So basically, their movie made money, they're popular, and also um, just someone that Disney would like to continue making product for forever. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay yeah. with that. And the Disney-fied version of that is she made such a self, self-sacrificing self decision that she changed the world, i.e. Mulan saved the entirety of China. Thank you, former cast member. I might have worked at Dalt Wisney Company. <laughs> might have. Just Might maybe, have. just Might a little have. bit. When you're like, hey, you can't go back there, cast members only. Like, <laughs> I, that's still a reflex. <laughs> <laughs> I, was just, I was laughing because I knew you were going to be like, mm, oh, wait, never mind. But yeah, I love that they humanized them. They gave them such a great space to breathe that they connected with Vanellope. Again, Jody. Jody Benson's shirt said gadgets and gizmos, apl- uh, gadgets, gadgets and gizmos and who's it's and what's it's galore. Yeah. And it was great. And everybody had something else. So Elsa said, let it go. And um, Aurora said, nap queen. And so it was these great, like, also that Cinderella's mice. Shout out to uh, Jacques and Gus Gus oh, yeah. for making for... them sweet, sweet threads. Yeah, yeah. For, for people that, because there are fans of Disney mice. If you were like, oh, we don't get to see Cinderella's mice in this. You do. Gus Gus and Jock do make an appearance in yes. a big way. And oh, it's amazing. Yeah. And I actually want to bring that up if we want to do we still want to talk about comfy, comfy princesses. Oh, we before. can we can let's transition this puppy into into Eric. We can go production. We can start them Easter okay. egg talkies. Let's get right. this is kind of like I feel this falls into both, honestly. So towards the end of the film, we have Ralph and Vanellope have talked down the Kling Kong virus, and Ralph was being squeezed to death. In the grasp of this giant uh, virus. And, you know, they are outside of, he's outside of his game. That is actual death for him. He will not respawn. And they talk him down and then the virus disappears. It dissipates. It finally is corrected from the internet. It does the smiley face and goes golden. It does the smiley face and goes golden. And it goes to the afterlife that happens in Pixar and all the Coco. So <laughs> that happens. And Ralph is then dropped and is starting to just Fall and fall and fall and fall and fall. Vanellope is basically sitting on like a mini helicopter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> JP family oh. tries to catch him in his, little, in his little browser. But Ralph <laughs> I and I, we big boys. And <laughs> he goes through it immediately. And the princesses are walking, clearly trying to like escape from what happened at Oh My Disney. Mm-hmm. And they stop. And the best line ever happens. I believe it's Moana that says, what's that? And somebody says, it's a big, strong man. And someone else says, he needs help. And so they all basically do their ultimate. From yes, if you yes. ever play Overwatch, they all do their ult. Uh, Moana summons up a torrent <laughs> of water with her with her oar. Oh, that's so good. Ariel swims up the torrent of water. <laughs> Hair flip. 
Yeah, oh yeah, she does the, the iconic glory. hair flip she when does she her reaches the surface. Ugh. Hair flip when she reaches the surface and water bends the water further, to which Elsa freezes it. And it basically becomes a giant machine yeah. where all of the princesses are working together using their tropes. And even like Aurora uses her spinning wheel. Yeah. To like to, to with use the, with uh, the Rapunzel's, Rapunzel's hair. And they make the they make the rope that is tied onto the other the other princess's dresses that yep. are strung out to hold Snow White's dress. And that uh Merida shoots across like a uh, pathway. Yeah. Oh she shoots and... so it's Mulan cuts up Snow White's apple mm-hmm. and then Merida yeah, Merida shoots the pathway which has Jacques and Gus Gus mm-hmm. on it and so Mulan when she slices the apple they hit all the points and the poison apple makes the dresses. Like, take the, oh gosh. Makes the dresses kind of, like, fall together in, like, a laundry line. Mm -hmm. And Ralph falls into Snow White's dress and then floats very gently onto a bed to which Tiana comes up. Looks like she's going to give him the kiss to wake him up. And then she pulls out Naveen as a frog to which he then kisses Ralph. And it's very much Naveen. He even does the (laughs) whole, like, trademark smile and eyebrow. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. And Jasmine, in case anyone's wondering, Jasmine also uses the magic carpet to help us out. It was great. And then you have Pocahontas using. Oh yeah, airbending. So if if anyone has any connection to an element, they have control over it. Is what Disney is trying to tell us. (laughs) Yeah, it was. It was fantastic. Also, that Miko is sitting there eating a biscuit, and I was like, shout out, little baby Miko. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh gosh. But I think one thing that was like very much. Like, there's, there's so many Easter eggs just in that alone. But one in particular, because I'm huge in gaming. Ariel, going up the torrent of water, uh, swimming very fast, clearly is kind of like a hint slash the same similar animation to what's going to be happening in Kingdom Hearts 3. Because in Kingdom Hearts 3, she is a summon that the player character as Sora can use. And we've seen it in trailers to where she's swimming up a torrent of water and swims around and then does a similar hair flip and then high fives Sora. Oh, yeah. I'm dying. I'm dying. Yeah. yeah so that was, that was super awesome. And I love that that was in there. I kind of freaked out on top of all the other amazingness happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Should we should we do a little fast Easter eggs hit production and then? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So Easter eggs. Favorite? St- oh. oh. Should we talk that's... about Stan? Stan. Stan the man. Oh, got yeah. Why don't you talk about Stan? So, so, of course, one week before this movie came out, Stan Lee passed away. And so he did not get to see Record Ralph. He didn't, I assume he had an idea. He had a cameo, but he didn't know what it was. So when you go into the internet, your avatar, you are a wee tiny person. And when we get to the Oh My Disney section, there, Vanellope is doing the run through, and you see Baymax, you see Buzz, the up house is there. There's TIE fighters and X Wings, and there's Avengers. You run past Thor and you run past Iron Man. And She's running, Vanellope is running, being chased by the stormtroopers, and one little avatar turns around, and the entire, in the entire theater went, mm-hmm. oh. Yeah. And it was Stan Lee, which proves really the power of Stan Lee, regardless of him being gone, how much his impact and how much love and respect everyone has for him said. So that was one of my favorites. Like, just mm-hmm. the one where I'm like, Stan Lee, you tiny and adorable. Oh, oh my gosh. What about you, Stephanie? Um, okay. I, it's, this is for the very, very end of the credits, very end of the movie. So basically, if you, if you're like, oh, this is not a Marvel movie, I can go. No, no, no. Stay the entire time. There's two. There's two. 
so uh, the very last one's probably my favorite because they have almost like uh, like early internet's like clickbaity video, and it's this very like stay around for uh, for a preview of Frozen Two, and it has like a very like blinky link, and it clicks it, and then it's a Rickroll, but it's done with uh, Wreck It Ralph as singing the song. It has characters from Slaughter Race as his background dancers, and like Fix It Felix is like the bartender, like just doing flips behind the bar. It's great. It's amazing. It's I could have watched so like the entire good. thing if they had done it. <laughs> Vinny, what about you? Oh gosh, it's so hard. There There's so, so many. Much. There's oh. so many good things in this movie. <laughs> And my wife Shank. Oh yeah, mostly um, wife, mostly wife Shank. Mostly wife Shank. The um, avatars and slaughter race are fantastic. The too. avatars and slaughter race are fantastic. Yeah, I will say oh, yeah. that. So I, I kind of have two-ish, uh, but I will say my one is definitely the avatars and slaughter race. Oh, no. Having played a lot of games <laughs> that let me move around in a cutscene, you get that like delayed. Your character talks, but the voice comes before the actual lip flap flaps. So that happens a lot. And then you have the main character, i.e. Shank, talking to the player character. And the player is walking around, looking everywhere but the person talking. <laughs> is jumping. is trying Lots to move jumping. out of, like, the, the little area but can't because there's, like, the imaginary digital walls. And it's so fun watching that as a player who has done this for years mm-hmm. and years. And also the inevitable attempts something at a higher level and ultimately fails very quickly uh, 30 hours we played for 30 hours we played for 30 <laughs> hours to try and steal shank's car man and it didn't happen it's yeah so good. it's so good it's so good and i'm so glad that slaughter race is what we got from their initial idea from the first movie mm-hmm. of trying to do a gta clone yeah it was so much better than it's so yeah. much better well originally in and so in wreck it ralph one there was gonna be a Another game that they were going to go into that got cut that was a Sims and uh, Grand Theft Auto clone. So I think this was kind of them polishing that idea because they kind of cut out a lot of the unnecessary and I think a lot of the Sims stuff besides the player characters. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that works really, really well. <laughs> and definitely. I There's between having such... And, and, and I've played video games, and especially for RPGs. Like, having that jarred, the jarred jumping, the turning, the, <laughs> the, the mismatch with the mouth. It was so, so reminiscent of playing. And it made me so happy. Because I was like, I've been there when I got lag. Yes! Oh my gosh! It was, it was so good. And then, like, everywhere, there are so many just little tidbits. Like I said, you're going to have to pause and go frame by frame. Because there was... When they get outside of eBay, there is a Skype phone booth against the back wall on the mm-hmm. body of eBay. Yep. But then also, like, for for Twitter, the tree is home, but all the little birdies are flying, and everybody starts, like, tweeting about a cat. And then everybody in the tree is tweeting about a cat. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's amazing. Yeah. In the underbelly of the internet, there's, like, the <laughs> refuge of, like, old internet past. <gasps> yeah. And we see the fallen debris of GeoCities. Which is amazing. And public chat rooms. And public chat rooms. <laughs> yeah. MySpace still had a building above ground. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> it made no sense, but it made so much sense. I can't. I, I watched it twice, and I still, I'm just like, there's so much in here, you yeah. guys. Like, in, in Oh My Disney alone, there's so many. Oh, like, yeah. So many blink and you'll miss it things. Like, I noticed the country bears i've only seen it once but there were the country bears in the background and they looked like they were like captured images of 
the oh. actual original country bears from the parks, and it was so cool to see that. Well, I love that we saw Winston too, as the shooty picking up the garbage in the background. Oh, yeah, and then there's the the Hayman. I think he's called Hayman. There's a there's a guy. There's an actor. He's the one that's standing so Groot. You have an Ask a Groot section. You have the the Who is your best princess's princess quiz. We get a whole bunch of Star Wars. We get some Marvel. When we get to the Groot section, the first guy that goes, uh, I have a question. When you talk about yourself in relation to the, the world tree. And he's actually, I believe he's called the Hey Man. He was on a, he was on Comedy Bang Bang. And so he is part of an internet meme and an internet trope. And they put him right at the beginning. And I was like, yay, I see you. And I love that you're doing exactly what I hate about people. But oh my gosh, I love you. Okay. Oh, there's so much in there. I yeah. also, I appreciate in that, that Vanellope walks up as a clickbait to try and get people to go to Ralph's video. And is like, hold on, I got this. He's Groot, I'm Vanellope, click this video. <laughs> <laughs> Which Vin Diesel reprised his role for Baby Groot. And you're just like, oh my gosh. And Anthony Daniels did for C-3PO too. Yeah. Which he always does. Which is so, it's so stunning. There's so, there's so many call outs. So as you can see, you guys, we totally loved us some Wreck-It Ralph. Maybe we're trying to break the internet, but this episode is being split into a two-parter. Yes, a two-glorious two-parter. Dose. Dose, dose. Dose, dose. You can't. It's a, it's a doobly dose. So, of course, I am Amy. You can find me at IJNewRobot on the varying social media. To my left, we have... I'm Erminia, and you guys can call me Minnie. You can find me at EG Sauce. that is Egg Sauce, mm, Egg Sauce, on Instagram. And across from me, we have... We have Stephanie, and you can find me at Dame of the Galaxy on Instagram. Special thanks, of course, to our crazy Uncle Ben here at Empire's Comics Vault. Of course, it is our Dame Den. You can find us at 1120 Fulton Avenue. Sweet K. Sweet K. And one more big shout out to our brother podcast, The Cables Crusaders. You can find them at thecablescrusaders.com. And of course, a special loving shout out to Crack in the Vault podcast. My other brosifuses. From another mosifus, I guess. Yep. So, thank you, of course. And just remember, geeks in distress. No need to light the signal. We're always on patrol. See you next episode. One day you guys will see just how far we'll go. Uh